Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, Toronto writer and commentator. Twice a week, I offer my take on the world, from craven politics and unchecked ambition to secret sauces, bitter loss, and fist-pumping redemption. They're stories to live by. Quirky, high-style, tear-jerking, funny ha-ha, sometimes funny peculiar. My tales don't walk down the sidewalk and browse in the windows. They sneak into alleyways and come out onto different worlds. Alex Brown narrates each mini-podcast to bring to your ears what you see with your eyes in my twice-a-week blogs. And now, today's episode of Ramsey Writes. The Good, the Bod, and the Lucky. Written by Bob Ramsey. None of our staff has been beaten, attacked, killed, as far as I know, she said. That's what an Afghan woman who runs a woman's shelter said last week after the Taliban overran her town. By any account, women in Afghanistan, already among the most wretched of the earth, are in for an even more dreadful time. More than half of all Afghan women are physically abused, and 60% are in forced marriages. Not arranged marriages, forced ones. As the New York Times reported, honor killings, child marriages, the payment of a bride price for a woman, and the practice of bod, the trading of young girls to pay the debts of the elders, which is tantamount to selling a child into slavery, still occur in rural areas. Everywhere, harassment of women in workplaces and in public is a constant, as is psychological abuse. And this is all before the Taliban arrived. Anyone who believes they'll start hosting diversity classes is guilty of doe-eyed bambiism. Winter is coming. But let's now leave Kabul and head to Texas, where women's rights were invaded with as much speed and ruthlessness by the Texas legislature last week, when it passed the Texas Heartbeat Act, which forbids abortions if a doctor detects a fetal heartbeat. In other words, after six weeks gestation, a point at which many women aren't even aware they're pregnant. The bill lets individual Texans turn in and sue abortion providers, and even a family member driving a woman to a clinic. The fine for the provider is $10,000 plus legal costs. By last Wednesday, the U.S. Supreme Court issued a 5-4 to decision not to block the law from taking effect. And by Friday, GOP lawmakers in six states... Arkansas, Florida, Indiana, Mississippi, North and South Dakota, began pushing bills like the Texas law. Justice Sonia Sotomayor said the Texas law was an act of defiance of the Constitution, claiming Texas had deputized the state citizens as bounty hunters. Neither the women of Afghanistan nor the women of Texas are taking this sitting down. In Kabul, women activists have staged three protests which turned violent. And in Texas, TikTokers flooded the Texas abortion whistleblower site with Shrek memes, fake reports, and porn. Left-leaning companies are also protesting the new law, either by raising funds for the pro-abortion fight or by reconsidering whether they'll move to Texas. I'm not comparing the Republicans to the Taliban, nor the state of American women to anything like that of Afghan women. I am saying that the fight for women's rights no matter how far they've come, is never done. All it took was one vote by a single justice, and abortion wouldn't be under threat this month in a way it never was since Roe v. Wade was passed 48 years ago. 
By shipping political issues like voting rights, COVID responses, and abortion out of Washington and delivering them to the states, America will soon become two countries. Cross into a state like Mississippi and abortions will be illegal, voting will be hard if you're not white, and COVID will be raging. Cross into Connecticut and abortions will be on demand, voting will be easy if you're not white, and COVID will be a plague of the past. Companies and people will avoid the have-not, i.e. Republican, states, because, well, who needs all that? Instead, they will flock to the have, Democratic states. We may natter about Jason Kenney, whose bewildering indifference to the fate of Albertans is a political and human tragedy. But he's nowhere near as bad as Florida's governor, Ron DeSantis, who has banned compulsory masking, vaccine passports, and compulsory vaccines. This got me to thinking just how utterly different Canada is from America today, how crazily liberal we are as a society, so much so that we barely think about it. But let's compare where we stand with America on the standard tests of liberal social values. Gay marriage in the U.S. was legalized in 2015, though some states still have anti-gay marriage laws on their books. In Canada, it was legalized in 2005, across the entire country via the Civil Marriage Act. Capital punishment was outlawed in Canada in 1976. In the U.S., 27 states still allow capital punishment. In Canada, abortion is not only legal in every province and territory, it is fully funded as a medical procedure. In fact, in 1982, it was guaranteed under Section 7 of the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. And Canada remains the only nation with absolutely no legal restrictions to access abortion services. In America, well, see above. The sale and consumption of marijuana was legalized in 2018 in Canada. Along with Uruguay, it is still only one of two countries in the world to decriminalize marijuana for recreational use. To date, 18 of America's 50 states have legalized pot use. Finally, medically assisted death. It was legalized across Canada in 2016 after the Supreme Court voted 9 to nothing that not to legalize MAID constituted cruel and unusual punishment. Today, Canada is one of just five countries that allow doctors to kill patients at their request. In the U.S., medically-assisted death is legal in 11 states. We are in the middle of a federal election campaign, when even the conservative leader stands up and proclaims that I'm pro-choice, you know you live in a liberal country. But as we've learned from both Texas and Afghanistan, these values can collapse and disappear with stunning suddenness. So on what many of us view as this first day of a new year of work, let's thank our lucky stars we happen to live in the luckiest country on Earth. Today's Ramsey Writes was read by Alex Brown. For more information on Bob Ramsey, his work, and all the other things he does besides writing, go to RamseyInc.com. That's R-A-M-S-A-Y-I-N-C.com.